baby. All right, everybody, welcome to the Eric Lang Show. Happy Monday. Some of you, I realized, are not actually in the car. What do you think they are called? I think they're on the golf course, mostly. Some. Whole Foods, probably. Some on the Golf Foods, some on Whole Foods. What? Golf Foods? Golf Foods. Golf Foods. Oh, that could be a new supermarket. I say we ditch the online content. We just go straight into, like, golf uh, edible. Edibles? (laughs) Golf edibles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys. Now, some of you, I realized, thank you for pointing out, are on a train. Oh, you were on a train once recording this podcast, weren't you? Yeah, the fastest uh, podcast ever recorded. So, Colt, you see how my mic is? That's where you want to be. You want to be on the flat end of it. We got new mics. Uh, oh, he's touching the turn, mic. Turn. There you go. Sorry, guys. You know, and then get it as close as you can, but don't get too close to the fire. Ooh, I just got burned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been a great week, man. It's been a great week. It's been a yeah. It's been a lot in this week, right? I mean, yeah. You had your first experience. You know, wait. Before we get into the golf and all the experiences, I just want to point out one thing I noticed just now this morning. Um, Snowball took a shit, and I realized that he's taken maybe a thousand shits in, in the last day. Or <laughs> I think he has an issue. We should probably take him in. Well, Cole was concerned. Actually, another side note: we were we were getting him set up for his. Yeah, emotional service animal on United Airlines. And Colt pointed out that on his medical history, it was intermittent diarrhea. <laughs> and he was, you were worried that was going to affect the I was like, yeah, decision. I, yeah, I don't know if uh, if he'll pass the uh, the ESA form if he has intermi- intermittent diarrhea. Yeah. You know, the truth is I have intermittent diarrhea too. Right. I mean, if it's like, you know, once three weeks, I say he's good. But right. if, you know, he starts getting oh, to... We got, a, we got oh, our first go. caller on the show. Here we go, everybody. Get ready. This is calling in from... Uh, hello, how are you? Welcome to the Eric Lang Show. Oh, hello. It's Eric there. This this is Eric. Yeah, who's this? This is AJ. I'm calling from Geico. How's it going, Eric? Hey, AJ. Oh, AJ, sh- what's happening? Oh, shit. Did I get into a car accident that I don't remember? <laughs> I hope not. We do have a... An accident reported. Did, were you involved in an accident? Wait, are you serious? Did I do something? I did, Someone filed a claim under, it looks like you may have borrowed a, a vehicle and returned it with damage. Oh my God, <laughs> this is meant to be a joke. I thought you were going to call selling me some like home shopping network stuff. <laughs> no, no. All right, hang on, Eric Lang Show guest. <laughs> we're going to deal with this. <laughs> we'll be right back. What the hell? All right, and we're back. It's uh, intermittent diarrhea. So... Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. I used Turo, which is like Airbnb for cars. I used it a couple times, and uh, I don't know. I'm not going to use it anymore because this fucking situation happened where I was renting a car. It got keyed in a parking lot, and all of a sudden, like, I don't know, my insurance didn't work or something. I get, I don't it's like crazy. I mean, that sounds like a legit scam, by the way. It was a year ago. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't know. What am I going to say? I mean, so what? I say, If it is a scam and the guy's like coming at me with what's your email address, big deal. I sent him some receipts from... Turo, like it's not, he's not going to send him receipts, social security, blood type, you know, I mean, just the basics. And yeah. then I think that'll get taken former addresses. Anyway, Snowball has taken thousands of shits. <laughs> and you know what I realized? You know what he's never done? What? Wiped his ass. Oh God, what a dirty dough. It's dirty, bro. Man. But you know what? I thought I knew Snowball. You know what? I peaked at his ass just now. It's <laughs> fucking clean. I was just like, how do you do it? What's going on? Is that kind of like a bidet system that was going on? Yeah, no, it, I think it's like a multiple channel like uh, <laughs> airlock. You know, when you're on when you're on like a, uh, a spaceship. You know, is that like uh, Matt Damon and Martian? Spoiler. Yeah. yeah, never wiped his ass in Martian. I never saw it. I didn't, I didn't actually see. Do you anything. think they cut that out, no, or they, they just didn't, didn't take shoot a shit? It. Honestly, Martian, one of the greatest I think documentaries of our time. Was it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke could have been landed better. Um. So anyway, yeah, you went to your first meetup last week. How was that? Last week, in fact, it was just a few hours ago. Eric is about twelve <laughs> hours ago. But uh, no one. This is cold. you. You've literally showed them the secret sauce. This is going to go out on Monday morning. God, so as it, as it as far as everyone knows, it's Monday morning. How naive! And now, now they know they can pinpoint this was actually recorded Friday at eleven fifteen a.m. There's also GPS locations in here, so watch out. Is there really? No. Did you uh, put my <laughs> pin code on the info? No, but my pin goes out there with those 20 golfers that we had last night. Anyway, getting back to the meetup last night, that was really cool. My first time, and you know what? A lot of uh, the guys that came out, it was their first time as well, playing golf with people that they met online. Yeah. There should be an app for that. There should be. There should be. I wonder what they would call it. Mm, Let's see. Golf match? No. 
Uh, 18 birds. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's just such a cool experience. I mean, it's, the truth is, it's it's wild. It's weird. People stare at us. You know, it kind of reminds me of a normal date for me. You know, it, it reminds me of a high school dance. But uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so interesting. I mean, we we played a uh, we played a foursome uh, of 23 people. We were 23 people on the first tee. It looks more like a driving range. It did. We uh, there was a, a twenty-one gun salute off the first tee, which I don't think the pro shop quite appreciated. In fact, he told me after the round that next time if you come back to LA, which I don't know why he thought we didn't live in LA, but he said if you come back to LA, maybe we can break down that twenty song a little bit. Um, we just didn't know. ask like him, it. and uh, you know we saw the marshal out there, who was a really nice guy, and yeah, the marshal was like, "There's only one rule: you have to leash your dog," and I was like. I'm pretty sure that's not in the USGA handbook. <laughs> it's a local rule. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drop on 12 and leash snowball. You know, it was... Um... Get the mic closer to your mouth. Oh, sorry. Not... No, you can move it. It's not an articulating arm. I invested in that. Don't mm. touch the mic. Use the arm. Wait, articulate me. Articulate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. oh, this oh. works way better. Oh, wow. Welcome to the hey, love guys. line. Welcome to the airwaves. Col- Golf match. Colt yeah, Nobbler and Eric Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, everybody was, uh, everybody was really cool. Um, break it down for us. What, what is a meetup? I mean, I, I haven't seen the other ones. This was the first one I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah I think how this does meetup three or four? How does it normally go? Was that like much like the other ones or like, what's the format of the meetup? Well, I mean, the, the format starts with, oh, wow, we're going to be in a city or we're home and we have some time. And then we have a couple days. We pick a course. You called the course, set it up. They were like, yeah, it's fine. Just come at five. And, you know, we didn't say specifically that we want to play that many people on a whole, but <laughs> You know, in fact, we left that detail out the whole time, but <laughs> yeah, I would say intentionally, some would say that was guilt by omission, uh, lying by omission. So then, yeah, basically we all, we hit balls, you know, we, it, the, the first moments are the most interesting in some ways. Cause it's just like, you know, we're all sort of connected through the work that we do, right. Adventures mm-hmm. in golf, the podcast, whatever it is. And, you know, we all kind of show up for reasons I don't understand, really. I, I'm, I'm actually curious, and that's why I keep doing it, to understand why we do that. Right. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of this, it's this, it's this beginning moment that I find interesting. We, we kind of walk up, and we're all, we all have some type of communication, some type of prior contact, some type of shared um, experience through golf. And, and you're not even sure, like, when you roll up, you don't even know which group is really there for the meetup to begin with, right? No, no. I could literally roll up to, you know, any, you know, it, it, this this one was the easiest, actually. But at Roosevelt, it was harder because it's a smaller place and there were, sm- there were fewer people. So it was like, I don't know who's dwindling in. Whereas uh, Wilson is much easier because it's a big driving range and everybody's kind of standing around each other. Uh, you here for the meetup? Meet who? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead and uh, <laughs> let you hit your balls. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, do you have the stuff? And I'm like, uh, what stuff? <laughs> well, you know, they, they do a lot of community service at uh, Wilson. As far as like dudes from jail doing community service? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, so yeah, I thought maybe we could incorporate that next time. Have you ever seen them there? I've never oh, heard yeah, of I them. interview them all. Anyone who's working on the range is doing community service. Yeah, they're not, they're not getting paid. Is that like the uh, guy in the Vice commercials that was uh, helping out on the range? And- I... Yeah, he probably did something wrong. He's, he's probably a felon. I wonder what he did. He seemed yeah. like a happy guy. Go ahead and check Vice yeah. Golf Instagram account. Might have yeah. to scroll back into the history he, books a little bit. He might be a dead man walking. Oh. Who knows? Anyway, so yeah, we all meet up, and it's sort of the first moments are a bit like, you know, trying, to, trying to gauge it a little awkward, a little like trying to figure out what, you know. On meet. both ends. On both ends. I, yeah. I felt, you know, it was again, it was my first time. Was, did I'm, you feel awkward? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've never done anything like that. It's more of a curious moment, you know, because we and what I talked about a lot of them with is like we have, you know, we're strangers. We've never met, but we do know we have. I feel like I know you pretty well. We have at least one thing. (laughs) (laughs) We have at least one thing in common, you know, all of us there. Right. And that's, you know, you basically or your content or, you know, if you zoom out, like enjoying golf in some way in that way. Um, The bigger you can make that, the better. Yeah. And on so on the first tee. I mean, because people get, I asked um, almost everybody, hey, is this the first time that you have played golf with people that you met online? And they said yes. And, you know, one person was making the point that when you're on the first tee and you go play golf, normally it's by yourself, maybe with a buddy, but you always get paired up with strangers. Right. It's nothing new to golf. Right. You know, how is this so different, you know, even when you have, you, you know, you have something in common, you know, 
should be kind of easier, yet it's such a unique experience because it never happens. Right. Yeah, it is. It's it's weird to make that randomness slightly more intentional. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, then we then we head out and play. And, and I think, for me, one of the most interesting parts is towards the end, right? Because we always play usually towards twilight. So it gets dark. And then all of a sudden, there's like, uh, you do like a, a, a litmus test and you look, you know, now compared to the beginning. When we walked up the 10th fairway, if you will, it was a cross-country golf at that point. So it was who knows what hole. But it was basically 23 people in groups of two and three. Yeah. And you and I noticed that. And it was like everybody is hanging now that was cool do you think that the the light had anything to do with that like the darkness almost like, like a, a rave yeah you think it, everyone took a little ecstasy yeah that's what i was getting at. a little twilight ecstasy <laughs> basically they were experiencing what we experienced in iceland just like it was very touchy that was the only thing i was <laughs> <laughs> a good a good name for uh like a movie in iceland would be permanent twilight Whoa. Is that a permanent midnight with Ben Stiller? Anyway, um, just a thought. Just throwing it out there. Let me know if you got any uh, SAG credentials. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was that. And you had a moment, too. Sorry, my phone's not on silent. You had a moment, too, where um, where you... Oh, here we go. Look, look, I'm literally getting a message from someone I met on Instagram, played with randomly, um, and he wants to cancel lunch. So <laughs> so he's out. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but uh, you got... You've got this uh, special experience you had, which was we're at Wilson and Harding, mm-hmm. where, uh, when did we meet there? It was February, April, May, March? Yeah. The, I mean, the months keep going by. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I tell people, they say, oh, when did you meet Eric? I say, ah, you know, I don't know, a few months ago. In reality, it was like, what, six or seven? Yeah, was it? Uh, it yeah, goes by six quick. Six months ago. It goes by quick. Well, I pump the house with nitrous oxide, so every time you come <laughs> in here to work, it's just silly putty. <laughs> That was my head hitting the table. I passed out for a second. <laughs> but we met there. We did. We met there. I put out a call for, I need like uh, golfers with good swings who have acting ability. And you uh, had zero of two, but somehow pulled it off. Cream of the crop, rose to the top. <laughs> um, no, you uh, you sent like a really great video where you were like, um, what, what was your video? What was it? I think I sent a few even. Um, I forget what the first thing was. I think you said, read these lines. So I, you know, he sent some lines. I set up my camera in my living room, recorded lines for like 45 minutes, maybe 70 takes, give or take. And uh, then I did a video. Did after. you really do 70 takes? No. Uh, no, I have all the footage. I wanted to cut it together real quick. Hilarious. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was quite a few. And <laughs> then I made a video after just myself. I live in Manhattan Beach pretty close to the uh, to the waterline so went down to the beach got brought my clubs down there set up the little tripod and camera actually i set it on one of the garbage cans down there I think. nice um and did a little uh oh how's it going hey eric what's happening <laughs> hey i'll see you sunday sounds great it's gonna be a lot of fun all right and at, at this point i had no idea that that you know right that i was gonna do it or not or whatever so i sent that in um, my favorite was the one you sent me where you were doing a, a mock of a chef's table. Oh yes. You're like, <laughs> you're like, send some, uh, send your reel. I'm like, reel? Here's some YouTube clips. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you did a, you, you did a thing where you were like, being a chef is all about, and like you had this poignant thing and then it's just you in the kitchen chugging wine. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's one of my favorites. It is on really Instagram, good. everybody, if you want to check what it out. What is it? What's your Instagram? At Colt Nedler. There's a K in there somewhere. You're there's a K, to yeah. It it's, it's all, it's like, there's a lot of Ks. Yeah, it's silent. Yeah, it's actually just 27 Ks, but it says Colt Nedler <laughs> if you look closely. If you read um, between the lines. C-O-L-T-K-N-E-D-L-E-R. Correct. Um, and uh, so you had a moment because because we were coming we had met there for the first day and we did this big shoot for Vice Golf commercials that is not out yet. No, but they they have put up some things on Instagram and whatnot so you can see yeah. that location and some of the stuff we did on there. Yeah, you pretended to be. So a lot of the interaction I get when I'm on a driving range is, "Oh, are you the Vice guy?" Very common, right? right. Oh, you. I've seen you on Vice uh, commercials on Golf Channel. Are you? Are the balls any good? Is the question I right. get. Right, right, right. And so the joke in the commercial is, you come up to me and you say. Hey, are you the Vice Golf guy? And I turn around after swinging and I go, yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Um, hey, I was just wondering if the balls are actually any good. Right. So the joke is no one's ever asked me for an autograph. Actually, no, like a, a couple of kids did, you know, and I was like, do you even know who I am? And I they were like, one. yeah, Adventures in Golf. And I, I still have like, one, Touch. I believe, for, uh, sorry to cut you off. It's okay. Um, you for Tom King. Shout out Tom King out there. Oh. He wanted a signed ball. We had to uh, send it to him. Hey. We're awaiting PayPal. Yeah, get on it, King. Get on it, King. $500. No. 
Um, yeah, that, so so you you had this kind of like uh, full circle moment because we met there. We had a full day of work, and you went home, and you were like, uh, your 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 lady was like, because uh, you were looking for a job at the time, or oh right, yeah, that yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I was unemployed. I was yeah. unemployed at the time, and you're like, yeah, and you're, you're still unemployed, but you work for basically me. <laughs> <laughs> under the table. Um, so sur la table, sur la table, is that on? I don't know. I don't know, but I love their stuff. Please don't insult my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was funny because I was unemployed. Obviously, dream job is doing golf content. Or, like that's kind of something I've always been trying to work towards. And you know, to work with you on that vine shoot was just really fun. And yeah. you know, I was like, oh man, that's awesome, cool. So I did it. And anyway, I get home, and you know, my girlfriend, among other people, are like, hey, do you think you'd you know ever work with them or do something else with them? I'm like. Ah. Oh, I doubt it. It was just cool to be there. You know, I hope, you know, to play golf with them sometime, you know, and sure enough, as I've told you multiple times, you know, at the end of that, you said, yeah, let's play sometime. Like, yeah, great. And so many people will say that and never follow through, you know, whether they're friends or somebody you just met, Dick, Jack Nicholas, Arnie. I mean, the list goes on and on. A lot of the greats, unfortunately. (laughs) No. And, uh, and, uh, and sure enough, three days later, you're like, yeah, let's play. And you got together a little random foursome. That was the first one. That was the first one. That was the first random group. So yeah. that was a group of four. No one knew each other. And that was who? Right. That was you, me. Um, was it? I'm um, bad with names, but was it Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Flores the was there. Yep. Anthony and Flores. And Evan Jonakai. Yep. Exactly. Right. And so we had all met through random connections. Yeah. yeah. Evan had produced Be the Ball. He put, mm-hmm. he funded a lot of the movies, really talented actor, director, producer, yeah, legit. G- uh, brilliant guy from New York. And, and he supported the film, which is a really beautiful compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Flores, a filmmaker, uh, golfer, grew up on a reservation, Native American. That's right. You. Uh, obviously a heavyweight champion of, uh, <laughs> um, of mi- mid-am guy, surfer, yeah. into golf content, and me, this sort of uh, this sort of gracious host to have three wonderful guests. And, and that was the first time that we all sort of saw the magic of what can happen when four people come together who have never met. Right. When people stop being nice and start getting real. Anyone? <laughs> that is 100%. Real world? Uh <laughs> real world callback um so you know that was uh that was cool to you know i mean but but it didn't even start there we played and that was cool we got to talk a little bit yada yada but that's not where this partnership started no so no we were just still friends at that point yeah and it was uh cool let's do it again sometime at the end of that and it was another month or another few weeks at least to where you put out another call out yeah on instagram that's why you got to check those dms baby check uh you put another call out for an editor and I just hit you up again. I was like, hey, I can edit. Yo, I edit, man. And you're I was like, like, done. You're like hired. I was like, are you? This is sick. <laughs> Didn't I say coming tomorrow? I was like, uh, yeah, you did. You're like, yeah, coming tomorrow. Here's the address. Like, I was like, uh, babe, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when the when the lady is right. Oh, 100 percent Because they are right. They are. The ladies are right. Fel- all the time. Fellas, your lady is right. Just, just and if suck she's it up. not, wait a few months. Then she'll be right. <laughs> then she'll be right. And then she'll be right twice and you'll be wrong five exactly. times. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. I, I love that origin story. You know, to go back to the, uh, what do they call it? When you have the... the, uh, the like the, the superheroes or something? Yeah, the, uh, the movie before the movie when you go prequel? back. Prequel. That's the prequel to Colt. That was, but it was funny yesterday too because you were talking about that moment that came up and I, you know, we set this up, you know, what, maybe we thought of it a week ago, a few days later, we did the Instagram post, so... Knew we were going back to Wilson. It didn't even hit me. Until like, you walked in. Yeah, just because, you know, my mind was on, you know, I helped, you know, shoot it yesterday and get everything together. It was, was a learning experience. You. It was super busy. I, my mind was all over the place. And I did not even realize until legitimately the camera was rolling. And I was like, oh, wait, Eric, this is where we met. Right, right. <laughs> so it came full circle for me there. And then it wasn't until after when we were having dinner where I was like, Damn, that's pretty cool. It, it was full circle, and I finally got to digest it for a second. It was, yeah, it was great. It was a great day, and it was also coming on the heels of some great news that was announced on Friday that uh, that that we have a we you know we, we we I came home, you came home, we were all traveling, and we were here for like three days, and we were like, all right, where can we go? Let's do another trip. Let's go to Arizona, San Diego, mm-hmm. San Francisco, right, Portland, something easy, and then literally the afternoon of Monday, we get a email. That says we're pleased to, um, we're pleased to notify you that if you if the if if you choose to accept this mission, the mission is yours, and that mission is on behalf of the Scottish Tourism Board and the Home of Golf, going to Scotland for 16 days and playing a, a tremendous amount of golf, 
and staying in hotels and basically making a story out of it for them. Uh, and then the message self-destructed seconds later. So it was good. We actually got to read the whole thing and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. really plan it out. No, um, incredible, incredible well, news. It, it's funny, man, you know, because I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. A, a couple of you, I'm sure, submitted to that. And, and a lot of people did worldwide. I don't know how many entries there were. Um, I'll be totally honest here, like right here, right now. Like I feel a, a little, I feel a bit conflicted about it. I mean, I'm excited to go. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but this is my job. I've been to Scotland. Um, I know that I'll do a great job for them and will fulfill all of their requirements. And, and ultimately, I know why they made their decision, right? It's mm-hmm. because they, they are operating a business, too. This is not a charity event. Right. Um, but that said, I, 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 do, I, do, uh, I do think of all the people that wanted to go. Sure. And uh, don't forget, I'm one of those people. So hopefully this makes <laughs> you feel less guilty. I've never been, you know? So to be a part of this, it's a huge opportunity for me. I'm absolutely stoked beyond belief. I've never been there. I've pretty much never played Lynx Golf. We played in Iceland a little bit, which was like my first time ever like swinging in Europe, which right. it is Europe, but yeah. like continental Europe, I guess even Scotland isn't. But anyway. It's Northern Europe. No, it yeah. So, you know, I've, I haven't experienced that type of golf. So this is a huge thing for me. I mean, to be a part of this with you and with those guys, you know, who sound amazing. It's awesome. It's That's awesome. a nice reminder, man. I never thought about that. And, you know, Christian Hafer is the guy. Christian, obviously, Hafe Life, he uh, texted me a month ago and said, hey, there's this open call for Scotland uh, dream job, right? And I was like, come on, man. I texted him back, and I was like, "That's what are you thinking? Why, why, would, why would you do that? We're never going to win. That's what my first thought. I mean, it's like a sweepstakes, right? I mean, sometimes, like most of the time you don't even sign up, but you know, the times you do, you're like, yeah, we'll never win. And then you don't win. I mean, to me, when you were, you, you had mentioned it to me that, you know, he signed, uh, he signed you up and you guys actually applied. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there was a little bit of hope in your voice. You said, Hey, maybe, maybe we get to go then. Maybe not. Like I knew you thought there there was a little chance, but you can never, ever really expect it on those things. I mean, so many. No. I can only imagine how many people actually signed up for that. No, I would like to know, actually. I'm curious to know how many people signed up. But, you know, it's really cool because Hafer's never been to Scotland. Oh, nice. And um, and Stuart, actually, is from Scotland, never been there. <laughs> so, Which is really, so that's rare. It kind of reminds me of snowball wiping his ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, to call it back, but yeah, so that, that, that's actually a really great frame to put it under, you know, is that you guys have never been yeah. and, you know, I, it, it's just one of those things that makes me think about, <clears throat> you know, like, um, I'm, I, I love golf, but there is one thing I love more than golf, which is my job. And I know that, you know, that feeling that I, that conflicted feeling that I just mentioned about being mm-hmm. like, oh, there were other people that wanted to do it and, you know, those people who probably are like, ah, that guy, Eric, he's already been, he's already done it. Right. Th- that right there is actually the seed for the fuel that like I think is going to and has always and hopefully always will really push me into just making the fucking best thing we can do. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one thing that Ashley Mayo says all the time that is a that's not resonated with me because I don't have a huge following or anything like that. But I think is a really great point is that the people that get the opportunities to go and do these things do have a responsibility of kind of sharing that, or at least in the space that we're in now. Right. I mean, right. We create content, we put it out into the world, whether through Instagram, online, whatever, YouTube, um, there, you know, it's kind of, she views it as, you know, hopefully I'm right. Is like, it's so privileged that you, maybe there's a little feeling of guilt, but she's like, I have the responsibility now to share that with the world. And that's kind of, you know, would you say that's your voice or what would you say is kind of your, what do you mean? My voice? She well, said it. She's a female. <laughs> literally. So our voices are actually quite um, different. Just no, not, not only just the, the, the voice sound. of the voice of having a responsibility of, of, you know, when you're going on these crazy, amazing adventures of sharing that to the best of your ability. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's what came up for me at Augusta, you know? Right. Is like, I mean, I could have shot a 79. Probably filming didn't help. Photographing mm-hmm. didn't help. Writing down copious notes of mm-hmm. the little details that I might forget later. Um, but that wasn't what was the most important thing to me, you know? Um, and so it's interesting to come back and try to play competitive golf last weekend. You know, that was like, it's oh. a different game. Like, I don't play that game, you know? I, pl- I play the game of like, how can we share this experience right with the most amount of people possible right mm-hmm. and whether that's telling a story to two people or 
um, you know, sending a photo to my friends or posting something that's meaningful. Right. I don't know. What, um, I don't want to switch gears too much, but the competitive round, I forgot about that. How many, would you say you've played less than maybe 10 tournaments in your life or where's uh, that number? Yeah, probably right around 10. I did a few, uh, Pepsi tour events for be the ball. And oh just really? Fucking dude, it's hard, man. Oh yeah. And those were also much longer, right? So I'm struggling with length there. I'm struggling with like four iron into sure. par fours and shit. They don't set them up. Actually, I don't know if they set them up easy or not. I doubt it. Pepsi Tour? No, they're yeah. like seventy two hundred. Yeah. Sixty nine. Oh yeah, yeah. No, as far as length and the yeah. courses they play, absolutely. I, I have a lot more skill now. I feel like I could go back now and probably break eighty. But even mm-hmm. then, it's like <laughs> those for, guys are good. For somebody that doesn't play a lot of competitive rounds, and you've played thousands of rounds in your life how like what's the main difference like how about before the competitive round were you nervous going into that i mean not really no i didn't really i wasn't too nervous it's 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 more just that every shot counts you know and one bad shot really really does you in mentally uh scorecardly you know and then the problem is is that the worst thing you can do for golf is to care Right, you know where the ball goes. You start getting all weird. Right, but yeah, I mean, you know that that was definitely that was definitely an experience, and I'm and I'm glad to have it behind me. I'm glad to. I hope I continue learning how to bridge that gap. Right, to have fun, play well, not care, but also be able to write a score down in a potential tournament. I feel like in a couple of years, I could probably have a crack at the at the club championship. That's something that uh, I definitely struggle with where I'm at with golf right now. And I was talking to a couple of the guys last night who were asking me, Hey, are you playing tournaments? Are you still playing whatnot? And for me, it's always a cycle. Like I, we always talk about the mid am. That was my last tournament. That was two years ago. Right. Um, so there's been a lot of time in between where there hasn't been much practice or whatnot, but I always cycle back to like, I don't know if I can, I play golf and enjoy it regardless of how I play. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I And I don't know only because I haven't yet. If I'm not, you know, and of course my standards have lowered <laughs> right. from, you know, when I've played my best, but not enough to where, you know, I'm okay with every shot. There's definitely something in there that's like, I get a little angry and like, I need to practice more. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like I can't. You know, it's not full enjoyment for me. Yeah. So it's interesting kind of being on that path and seeing if I, maybe I can one day. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to. Totally I can. don't know. It is It is all a game of practice. You know, um, one of the coolest things uh, I forgot to mention about yesterday was Jeff came out. Jeff, oh, yeah. Jeff, podcast producer, came out. And it was so fun because we never played golf together. And, you know, I mean, Jeff, I don't know. You're probably listening. I don't know. Do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> um, but it was really cool to spend that time with him and really felt like equals, you know, and like watching him hit the ball and watching him have a sense of humor about it and watching, he's got a pretty good swing actually. He does. He does. And he has a great attitude. That was his, I believe second time on a golf course ever, right? Yeah. He's been on the range a bunch for a second time on the golf course. So check this out. Golf is hard enough, right? The first tee is hard (laughs) enough, right? (laughs) <laughs> and on the first tee, Jeff was last to go, and the other 20, 22 people are all lining the fairways like it's a PGA Tour event watching him. And I'm just like, unreal, the kind of pressure yeah. he's facing. And he, he, he took it back. Time. He took it back and uh, swung down and took a divot a foot behind the ball and didn't touch the ball. Well, he was all he was doing was... Um, the Laura Davies uh, strategy of teeing the ball up on a divot. Right. So I give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt Yeah, he was there. just making a fancy tee. <laughs> and then he took a swing back. He took the thing. And I said, I said, man, everyone was quiet. And I was like, oh, man, tough course, Jeff. Everyone started <laughs> laughing. He teed it up and piped one. He did. He really he did. fucking piped I'll it, i tell you dude. one thing about Jeff. He might not hit it too far, but he's right down the middle. He hits it straight. I was never scared he was going to hit me. No. Unfortunately, yeah, he was the one back there. Everybody else would kind of walk ahead. And this is a 22, 23-some, 20-some. I don't even know, honestly. Yeah. And you could only imagine having that many people on a hole right. and looking for your ball and who's going first and watching out. And it's say, so confusing. It's not the safest thing like, of all time. <laughs> we should hand out helmets. Yeah, or at least uh, release forms. But the other guy I want to talk about that came is Mark. Did you get a chance to meet Mark? Mark Seiner? The lefty, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With the mirror, he came with mirror Whoa, clubs. He came with some fire in the bag. Yeah, it's, is Josh bag. here? Is Josh here? Yeah. Hey, Josh. Josh is our intern. Maybe in the garage. Josh, not here. Josh. Yeah, who knows what he's doing? 
Um, I was going to ask him to get, because so Mark is, it's a really cool story. So you may have heard on the podcast, we've been shouting out Greater Than Sports Drink. Mm-hmm. And Mark is the guy that started that company. Yeah. And he rolls in with like a, a sick thermos with all the drinks. Everyone drank it. And I guess I realized. Huge cooler. Gigantic. Like not walking with The it. biggest cooler. Like I was like, you're the rock. It's the greater than cooler. Honestly. <laughs> he really lives by that lifestyle, by the way. I was like, oh, you're Mark from greater than. Yeah, maybe we, uh, we exchange a few emails. He goes, yeah, man. And then I talked to him about another topic and he goes, greater than, baby. I was like, that's a sweet bag. He's like, greater than. Right. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, yeah, live the life. It's all about it. And, you know, I think what I didn't really explain maybe to some of you guys listening is like, Mark and I met through Instagram, just just going back and forth. He's a fan of um, uh, the Fried Egg and a fan of Zach Blair and Golfer's Journal. Oh, Snowball. Snowball, what do you got? Hey, Josh, can you grab a couple of those greater than sports drinks, the yummy ones, out of the fridge, please? Thanks. Um, so he came and, you know, it was just, it, it was like, I realized I never really explained, like, we, we just started talking on Instagram. You know, and I didn't know what he did. And we were just going back and forth and talking. And then all of a sudden, Jeff hits me up and he's like, all right, Greater Than Sports Drinks wants to do ads on the podcast. And I didn't have that connection for quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because everyone on Instagram has a name that's like, you know, what is it? Like Big Cock Gurgler, like 99. (laughs) Like, oh, that's actually Steven. Got it. Okay. Um, Steven, you you look nothing like your handle. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Um, And so, ooh, I haven't had this flavor yet. This looks good. So anyway... We, we, it, he, he is just another example of this. The first time he and I met and here, you know, I got to tell you, Mark, if you're listening, you know, it means so much that you support what we do. And it's just so easy for me to support what you do. One of the coolest things about this drink that I think everyone realized right away is it's actually perfect for golf, right? Because not only is it uh, not filled with sugar, it's very natural, but the container yeah. Did you notice the container? Yes, man. That's what I was going to bring up. So yeah. explain to people what your experience was. Because you've had, you've drank, you, we drink this in the office every day, all day yeah. long. Um, and uh, on the course, what I noticed, and I think this is what you were getting at, was that there's never a trash can in arm's length on never. the course. And you definitely don't want to leave it there uh, and feel like a jackass. So you can just crush it. It's, what is it, cardboard? or It's like a milk carton. It's, it's like a milk carton, but it's like softer. And I don't know, whatever it is, it's rad. Because it's not too much beverage, by the way. It's like... How many ounces are you getting in here? 11.2. That's kind of Euro. Yeah. I like, I like it. that. I like it. <laughs> Mark's got style, man. His bag was great. He's playing with yeah. lefty Mira blades. He, he had a greater than patch on the bag as well. I like which that. Which was a nice little touch. I like that. But yeah, you just crush this baby down, throw it in the bag, takes up no room, no weight, and uh, you can toss it later. Don't have to litter on the course. Um, yeah, that was the coolest thing, I think. And then, um, all right, so I got a little read here. Um yeah, basically, we went through a lot of this. Lots of summer left, too many hot days. I'm thankful for two things, the central air in my house. I am actually grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the sports drink. I'm also grateful for Mark for coming out. Um, you walk a lot. Uh, Snowball walks a lot. I haven't experimented with giving Snowball the drink. We talked about that. I'm going to give him some greater than. I think we should. Because he needs, he could use a little <laughs> bit more weight under the table, if you know what I mean. Does it do that? I don't know. Um, anyway, check it out. It's the anti-Gatorade because it's made with real ingredients, a blend of coconut water, juices, and sea salt, which I love. <laughs> Who doesn't love to cook with sea salt? You have a little container of it near the stove. I've been using that a lot. You recently. like it, right? Yeah, pink. absolutely. It's that pink shit. You got that in Nepal, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, all those ingredients keep me hydrated. Uh, greater than sports drink is also refreshing to listen to nutritious. Orange mango. Grapevine. What do you What do you got? I'm drinking... Uh, got grape. I'm actually a fan of the grape flavor. I, I'm That's feeling tropical medley. Oh, grapevine, excuse me. I got tropical medley right now. By the way, you know how he described it yesterday? Like, you can definitely taste the coconut in there mm-hmm. because I think the base is coconut water. But he he announced to the whole group, he's like, hey, does anybody want any coconut water? Yeah, that was an interesting... I, I like, didn't ever heard that. I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. It is coconut water. Um, there are a lot of flavors to choose from. DrinkGT.com. Not gin and tonics, ladies and gentlemen. If it is after <laughs> five, that's also an option, but greater than is also. Double the electrolytes, half the sugar of normal sports drinks like Gatorade and Powerade. So order yours direct to your home. They even have a subscription program. Use code ERIC at checkout for 20% off your purchase at drinkgt.com. You can even purchase a trial pack with samples of the different flavors for only $6 using code ERIC. When you go online and it asks you, are you 21 years old or over, <laughs> <hit> yes. <laughs> Um, all right, one well, couple more ads real quick. Butcher Box. Excited to talk about Butcher Box because now I'm cooking more than ever, and that's fucking true. That is. I made a steak the other night for me and my lady. Tell me how you seared that. 
Yeah, I seared it in butter mm-hmm. with just pepper and salt on top. Four minutes aside, it was a ribeye. That shit was amazing. Uh, I love a good steak. Like, I don't fuck around. I'm not going to yeah. go. I'm not going to get some bullshit. So I was lucky, and a butcher box sent me. My fridge is literally a dead cow. Right. A frozen uh, dead cow. There's also some other stuff in there. A horse head. Horse. What else? Hamburger meat? That's also cow. Uh, what else do I have? I have pork. Um, I have some pork in pork. there. Pork. Did they, did they send you any, like, beef dogs or anything like that? I don't know. Dude, it's like literally, sure. I need to, we need to do an inventory. Josh? <laughs> Josh, we got full inventory. <laughs> no, no, no. Josh, in, first intern job: inventory the meat in the fridge, <laughs> and let's feast. <laughs> no, but for real, dude. Like, I love good meat. This is this is really good. We got to cook one. Oh, you're not gonna be here next week. Yeah, we got to cook some steaks for lunch, man. Oh. Um. Anyway, butcher box goes right to your door. High quality, healthy protein you can trust with free shipping anywhere in the 48 states. God, Hawaii always left out. Sorry, shout out, <laughs> shout out Hawaii. We think Mahalo. about you. How do you say Alaska, sorry in Polynesian? Lo siento. Lo siento. That's not true. <laughs> That's Spanish. 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork. That's old-world pork before they bred out all of the fat and flavor to make it the other white meat. Shout out kings and queens. <laughs> Shout out Game of Thrones. <laughs> A.K.A. this is pigs the way they were meant to be. Uh, eaten. I've, not in a ditch. Vegans resign. I'm sorry. Try By the it. way, I love animals, right? And I really, I really look to Joe Rogan for this, right? Because he's an animal lover. I tried to be vegetarian and vegan for a year. I didn't eat a thing of meat for a year. And you know what I felt at the end? I wanted to fucking piece of meat. I can understand. I you know what I mean? I haven't done that. Like, I was just like, I need meat. And sure. I went to get the blood test, and they were like, you need meat. Right. Like, you actually need meat. And the thing that sucks for me is that we're in a world where animals are treated cruelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing fake advertisement for Butcher Box, but I feel like their animals are treated better than some of the other ones. I'm not going to go to, well, I did go to McDonald's once recently, <laughs> but... <laughs> I listen, went there with Rick I'll Shields. Go, listen, we, I'll, I'll, an Isle of Man. We couldn't get food. It was late at night. We went to McDonald's. Everyone had a fucking blast. Listen, I'll only get the fries. They're fried and beef fed. <laughs> God, where do you go? <laughs> uh, heritage breed pork. Uh, listen, uh, $20 off. Um, free bacon on your first box. Two easy ways to try ButcherBox. Visit ButcherBox.com and use discount code ERIC with a K, folks. Or even easier than that, just visit ButcherBox.com slash ERIC. ButcherBox.com slash Eric. There's even a link to click on in the podcast description below. Last one, guys. Vice Golf. Clearly, you know about balls because you've hit them with your stick. Oh, Jesus. ViceGolf.com. The new commercial starring yours truly are premiering soon on the Golf Channel, which you've never seen because you don't do that anymore. So go to my Instagram or head over to Vice Golf's Instagram and check out the commercials. We're going to be releasing them slowly over the next couple weeks. These are high-quality golf balls shipped to you at a low price because there's no middleman. Fuck the middleman. Yeah, never like that guy. That's a line from Pulp Fiction. Oh. Fuck the middleman. It's not really. Vice Golf does not mess around with the retail. Yellow balls, red balls. Why lose a golf ball on the course when you can easily see it and play it faster? Great when you're playing in a horse race with 23 people. Yeah. Vice Golf is also vegan approved. It's a vegan favorite <laughs> golf ball. Don't be as slow on the course when you get in spot an awesome yellow ball. Great writing, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Meanwhile, Jeff's, a lot, Jeff's out there playing. <laughs> Visit vicegolf.com and buy those balls now. Also, obviously, we love Adidas and uh, gets you Adidas footwear there. If you ever see shoes in my uh, Instagram that you like, just hit me up and I'll tell you what kind they are. We'll probably, I got a meeting next week with the Adidas crew, actually. Nice. We're going to talk about, um, you know, making, making stuff and potentially what we're going to do together. So look forward to some more news from Adidas. Um, and uh, maybe going to have a new uh, sunglass sponsor soon. We'll see. Ooh, yeah. We'll see about that. Secret shout out. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. And uh, yeah, so anyway, let's get to some questions. Oh, love it. Q&A. A, a lot of good questions here, Cole. I really wanted you, want you to, to weigh them? in on these with me. Um, no, I don't want you to read them, but okay. thank you. Sure. All right, here we go. Uh, thanks for all your questions for the podcast. First one. Hey, man, love the podcast. Great. Moving on. No. no. Hey, man, love the podcast. I play golf in college, and a constant question I ask myself is what keeps me coming back to play and practice and love the game? I'd love to know what you think brings you back. Also, I will get the Tiger Woods tattoo for $500. Best of luck, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the offer doesn't stand anymore, but I really appreciate Ooh. the message. No, I, think I can't be do a throwing out 500 a Kickstart game. Crowdfunded golf tat. Crowdfund Tiger Woods golf tat. It's been done before, I'm sure. Hit me up if you like in a crowdfunded golf tat idea. That'd be a really good reality show. It'd be like Shark Tank, but it'd be like uh, Tramp Stamp. 
<laughs> Do I get to pick the location you, for 500 bucks? Would are people pitching tram stamps to you and you're the judge? <laughs> or are you just the investor? I mean, because if I get to pick the spot, that might make it worth it. Think about it. <laughs> well, you did want to tattoo your dog a few hours ago. <laughs> I was thinking it would be so cool to have a tat on snowballs, like right above his cock right there, like on his stomach. <laughs> just have it say, eat me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh do dogs have cocks or what do they have? It's uh, more like a dick. Yeah, I, you know, penis. I'm just penis? an expert in that. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the question, right? Was that the question, by the way? I hope that answered your question. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what brings me back. What brings me back, man? I mean, you know, like it's a great question. It, I think the great thing about golf, in some ways, it's like a it's like a merry-go-round. It's like roulette, all right? It's like roulette where almost any of the combinations. How many numbers in roulette? Thirty-six. Yeah, right. It's, it's any one of those numbers in golf will satisfy me, and some will satisfy mm-hmm. me in a negative way, right? Like the club championship. Like I leave feeling frustrated, feeling let down, feeling not good enough, feeling um, you know, like I have no future. Like why? You know the craziest thing I've ever said to myself on the golf course. Why am I even out here? Have you ever said that to yourself? What I am have. I even doing here? I walked off minutes later. No. Yeah. Um, have you ever walked off around? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've only, I've only WD'd once, mm-hmm. and I was uh, ill. Mm-hmm. Was not playing like Beastie well. Boys ill. Yeah. <laughs> if you were ill, you would probably would have kept I was playing. Ill. I was like, dude, I'm. This is so sick. I just gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, it's it's literally like any one of those combinations, right, are the reasons what keep me coming back. And I think the valuable thing for a golfer, whether you're new, young, old, uh, however long you've been playing, is to really find out as many positive outcomes from those 36 things, whatever they are, right? And and how you can look at, oh, fuck, I really wanted to score well, but this happened. You know, It's, it's all about changing the way we interpret the outcomes and the expectations. Um, you know, what keeps me coming back mainly, though, is is I just I think I just like love the golf swing. I think that's one of the biggest things because I can make golf content and not really care about golf and not play golf and right. still do my job. You don't need to like golf to watch your content. No, um, that's kind of true. Quick question: Going back to the competitive round, I thought it's uh, it's interesting that you don't you didn't feel you know, a whole lot different. You didn't feel very nervous before the round, you know, or maybe much during, like it wasn't that different from you going out there on a day-to-day basis, yet it affected you so much after. Totally. Well, and during, bad shots affected me way more. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself thinking things like, well, maybe I should just leave. I'm already seven over through 11. You know what I mean? Like I'm done. And then I was like, no, I've made, I've, I've had two or three birdies in a row. Like we can, we can cap this off. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think what keeps you coming back Holt? So it's funny you saying that because I was, uh, I forget, I think, I think I was listening to the Tully podcast mm. possibly. Um, but anyway, uh, the other day in the car after hearing it on this podcast, I, I forget who asked who, but somebody was like, you know, why, why you asked somebody, why do you love the game? Why do you love playing? Mm. And I legitimately, I struggle with answering that question. Honestly, I was like, whoa, I've never thought of that. And I sat in my car, driving here most likely. (laughs) And I thought, why do I love the game? Why is it that I can take a year off, hit balls, you know, a handful of times during that year, play zero tournaments, you know, yet I say I'm so into it. It's a passion of mine, which it always has been, you know, and for some reason, like a year, year and a half down the line, as I was talking about, I get this like, it's a little bit of a fire, you know, but it's, it's the start of a fire. And I, I have this like urge to practice and get better and play competitively. I really do enjoy it. But why? I try to break that down and I, I, I need to honestly think about it more. I can't answer that right now. But I thought, you know, why do I enjoy uh, walking around a, a field, you know, hitting a ball with a stick? I do like playing sports. That's what yeah. I try to boil it down to. Like I, I like croquet for whatever reason. Hmm. There's, for, there's a satisfaction hitting a ball to like a target. You know, and succeeding or not, or, you know, seeing how many strokes it takes you. Like, I would love games. I'd always make up games of whatever, you know, competing against myself, only child. Shout out, only child's out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe it's some sort of kind of primal thing like that, where it's literally whacking a ball around and trying to, the challenge of trying to get it in the hole. But, but why that rather than basketball or something? I mean, I yeah, well, explain. I mean, golf has a lot of aspects like that. Josh, you got any thoughts on that? No, no, 
Do you, uh, enjoy you don't love golf? the game? I love playing golf. Yeah, but why? It's a hard question. Josh is in the hot seat on the on the old podcast here. <laughs> I mean, you must have, you must have some reason why you love the game. Yeah, I mean that is a hard question. Yeah, I think for me it brought my family together. Mm. Like every time I played golf growing up, it was with my family. So and now it's with all my buddies. Every time I go home, like the one thing that we all want to do is go golfing together. So. It's like an isolated time where you're just going to hang. Yeah, doesn't matter how you shoot. It's just about hanging out. Great answer. You know, going off that, thank you, Josh. Um, my, uh, I, knew, I knew we picked you for a reason. <laughs> Second day on the intern job. Are you liking the internship so far? Okay. You can, oh, you really do? Yeah. That's good. Did you make yourself a coffee? Yeah. That makes me so happy gotcha. that you just made, went up there and fucking made a coffee. Because you know what? I love coffee. I'd love one too, please. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I actually enjoy making coffee. Did you use the AeroPress? How yeah. oh, great. Do you have one? Do you know about it? I love the AeroPress. It's great. Not enough people know about it. I don't know how to AeroPress. In fact, I was trying to clean that the <laughs> other day, and I popped it out, and grounds flew all over the place. But you didn't know that, Aaron. Yeah, so you pull off the bottom thing, the grinds, and then you push it all the way through. Oh, I figured what it out after. but uh, You push it all the way through, and then the way you... I, I forgot to tell you this. The best way to leave the AeroPress is <laughs> There's just, a lot of hand motions going on right now. <laughs> the best way to leave the AeroPress is in separate pieces. Don't uh, try to put it back together. Because okay. before I make coffee, it's got to be all separated. I've done all the above. Yeah, you've done it all backwards. Some say I'm a daredevil. Do you um, drink coffee? I do drink coffee. Yeah, let's, make an, I, let's go make an AeroPress after the podcast. That's a plan. You know what's funny? I, <laughs> I only drink like a cup in the morning, and that's it. Like I have it in my little thermos on the way here because I don't wake up with enough time to actually make it and enjoy <laughs> it at home. Well, you probably right. should. But uh, a, a few times we've been out and about, and we'll get a couple coffees while we're out. And dude, I'm buzzing by the end of that day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. After we got the Scotland email, we went and got coffees. And not only were we buzzing on just like travel tips, yeah. the, um, the come down was was real. <laughs> so, to, so to finalize this question, I think the main goal of it is to figure out why you love golf. I, I go ahead. Wait, my hand raised. You raising your hand? Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Um, home thank you. Um, yes, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> No, it was funny when we're okay. So uh, after uh, Josh shared that, I thought one of my just golf memories, and when I think of when or where or who do I enjoy playing with, I think of one round. I couldn't tell you what year. Um, Oahu Country Club with my best friend growing up. It was in the late evening, like you know, sun setting. It's actually already set, you know, and we're just up. This course is in a uh, in, in a valley that overlooks downtown Honolulu, and we just like I don't know played the. Uh, I forget what all, maybe uh, 14T or something like that, if I'm thinking right. Um, we just kind of, we just sat down, like no words really. We just sat down, we looked out, it was a beautiful, you know, um, beautiful view. And uh, I was just like, this is a great moment, man. And I just remember being like, there, are, you know, almost everybody in the world would kill to be here experiencing this at this moment. Mm. So, yeah, that's something I think about a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, every round of golf, it, golf is big, right? It's it's not small. So so to go into golf and expect the sort of the same uh, benefit every time is sort of crazy because it's so big. Especially you can play it a lot. You can play it all over the world, different people, you know. And you know, I I think the idea is to line up as many different things that you can get out of it, whether it's scenery, whether it's a photo, whether it's a memory, whether it's a right. score, whether it's a new friend, whether it's catching up with an old friend, whether it's time alone, whether it's your phone's in your car and you don't, mm. you're not looking at it, whether it's, um, you know, uh, just a chance to work on some part of your game, right? right. Maybe, maybe you're just looking at like, all right, I want to, I want to hit a couple fairways or I want, right. or I want to like, you know, I've played this course this way. Now I want to play it this way. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to put my driveway, I'm going to put my three wood today. Right. Um, or I'm going to try to play a cut. How obvious is that feeling? Um, I, I noticed this feeling when I, I just started surfing a handful of months ago and I go to the same spot, literally the same spot, maybe a hundred yards to the right of tower 12 or whatever it is. And I always jump in the water right there in front of my place. Yet every memory I have of like the different sessions of surfing, it's, I remember it as a different place. It's crazy because the ocean, ocean's changing every day. I mean, literally 
every second. I mean, it is constantly changing. I'll go out there. The waves are huge. I'm scared. It's like these, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's a total survival thing. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I have another memory of surfing where it's like one foot waves. It's totally, you know, you know, uh, flat. There's people on the beach. It's a, you know, it was a sunny day. It's a totally different memory for me, yet it, it is in the exact same spot. Right. It is the craziest thing. Yeah. And so in golf, it's the same thing. I don't think it's as obvious, but how do you feel, you know, Obviously, you play your home course, Wilshire, a lot. Every time that you go there, how different does it feel? I mean, because people say, oh, you know, no shot is the same. You know, no right. round is the same. It's true. True. You know, every time you play a course, it's not the exact same conditions. But how obvious is that to you each time you play? Um, well, I try and highlight that idea that, you know, everything is completely unique, right? Because I've never been in this moment, mm-hmm. breathe this air with these people at this time of day. Um, so it's always different in some ways. What you're thinking makes me think of like, um, golf is kind of, uh, just a canvas Mm. and we paint whatever we want on that day, Mm. right? Whether it's shots, experiences, laughs, jokes, um, real talk, you know, I've had rounds where it's been like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of bummed, you know, like I, I don't, I didn't want this in my life to happen or wow, I'm dealing with like something that I, that I don't want, you know? One of my one of my best golf trips in my life was in a sense way before I had a private Instagram. I had five hundred followers. I followed five hundred people, and um, it was a week after I found out I was going to get divorced. And I think I mentioned this at some point on the podcast, but I didn't want to go. I didn't. And we were playing Cypress Point. Whoa! And I had it on the books for a year. Damn! And I remember uh, not wanting to go. And and the irony of the entire experience is I got to the airport to meet everybody. We were all flying up from L.A. And these are all, these are not like my tight homies. These are like mm-hmm. guys that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, their friends of friends are at Cyprus, so we're in a different... Uh, so it's not like a, it's not a real comfortable situation yeah. in the sense of like you're kind of, these aren't your homies where you can be yeah. totally real and just loose and... I had met one of them once, mm-hmm. one of them never, and one of them we had hung out probably five times in five years. Wow. And he was older. He's an older man, um, Singaporean businessman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we all liked the same things, but we weren't like hanging out like in the caddy sure. shack, you know? It, I mean, it's a total adventure, but sometimes like, you know, and obviously you go on a lot of adventures, but how you feel going into that, how much, you know, yeah. does that affect you? And so it's funny because everyone goes to Cyprus, right? You go, you go play a fancy course, whatever it is. It doesn't, it could be Whistling Straits, it could be Beth Page, it could be Augusta, who knows? Like, it could be the old course. You know, we all, those are the interesting rounds because we go there with a lot of paragraphs in our head. And ex- yeah, expectations. What it's going to be, sure. what we're going to do, what we're going to wear, what we're going to buy, blah, 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 yeah. what we want to do on the holes. And so Cyprus had like 11 months to build up in my head a lot of narratives. Oh. And, um, and here are six days before I get on the flight, I'm like getting a divorce. And I was like pretty devastated, man. And um, I didn't want it to happen. And I get to the airport and I see, um, I see, um, my guy, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, what's up, man? You know? And he's like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. How are you? You must be so, and this guy's like a deeply spiritual dude. Sure. Um, and, uh, and he's like, oh, we're so excited to have you. How are you? And I was just like, I'm not good, man. We're getting divorced. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Nina and I are also getting divorced. And I was like, that actually does, you know? And then I looked at the other guy, Nick. Nick goes, um, I'm on my second marriage. And I look at the other guy, and he goes, he holds up three fingers. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so it was this, like, really, wow. like, you know, and I think that's one of the main things, is if, is if this idea of, like, the roulette, like, if you can have a win on every position, it's kind of that idea of, like, you need to imagine your roulette board is an infinite number of combinations mm-hmm. because we just never, ever know. And and I found that I need to watch, you know, what we need to watch is apparently Shonda Rhimes did a Ted talk on where she said yes to everything for a year. Oh, I want to watch that. Someone mentioned that to me the other day and I, and I still haven't, I, by the way, if you guys recommend me to do stuff, I'll more likely do it. Uh, I'll probably get to it. Although I don't, so if you send me some of your writing, I don't really read. So I don't, so it's like, I'm not going to read an article, mm-hmm. but I will definitely like send me a link Send me a book, a podcast, a book if it's on tape. Um, <laughs> but 
you know, I want to watch that. So let's watch that. Yes, man. Great movie. Shonda. I love that Jim movie Carrey. with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey's one of my favorite actors. But anyway, the I think that the takeaway from that is I didn't want to go. I My expectations were completely subverted just before the trip. Um, and I was just trying to hold my spine together. And, and I had one of the most beautiful rounds of my life. And I'm actually so... Wow. Like, like I was like, I wish Cyprus wasn't happening right now. I want to be happier. Right. I want to be in a different place. Right. And my backswing was fucking over the top of my head. I was the steepest I've ever been. But I was hitting power cuts all day. And Mackenzie's like, okay with that. <laughs> and like, I think I shot like low 80s. Wow. You know, and that for me was the, um, the, the, you know, the malleability of mm-hmm. my experience of golf really proved to be valuable. The most valuable thing wow. in what brings me back is it's, an, it's a reminder of, yo, I can't show up being rigid. I need to show up being completely flexible and even until the last goddamn shot. Because if you hole out on 18 and you were a bitch for the first three and a half hours, well, hopefully that teaches you something. Nobody's going to be stoked for you. <laughs> no, they will. But like if you're, if you're literally no. being a... You think so? Uh, no, if, if a guy is acting a fool for a, full, you know, for a round yeah. and he holes out on 18, I'll be like, yeah, great shot, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ice Are you cold. What? That's your new nickname, gonna, Ice Cold. No, no, I think it's I think it's you know you know worse I guess for lack of a better word to to act like you're stoked for him and happy and whatever when you're right. not feeling those feelings. You think you're gonna be happy for him after he's being a total yeah. dick for right, good point. I like four keeping hours. it real. Yeah, I like you. I like you because you keep it real. Yeah, thank you. All right, what do you got? Next question. How long have we been doing this? Was that the first question? <laughs> Jesus Christ, fifty-three minutes. You know what? I think I'm like. Let me see. Can we pop one of these other? Um, yeah, another question. Another question. All right, one more question. All right. Yeah. Hey, Eric. If I could ask a question, I think I can speak for most amateur golfers. Being able to control the mental part of golf is unbelievably difficult. Where I struggle most is in in golf is during tournaments. I will get down on myself just because every shot isn't perfect. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> I know that golf can't be perfect, but as the round progresses and I play worse, my mind goes crazy. And sometimes I feel as though I can't control it. I wanted to ask you if you had any tips or how you dealt with the mental part of golf. All right. I mean, honestly, I just want to be like, go buy Zen Golf Kid. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that would help. You know what I mean? Just, it, just get it's it. Just, it's just thinking of different <clears throat> avenues. There's no real answer. You know, yeah. it's just different avenues. You can, you know, maybe something we've already talked about today can flip that switch. It's like, yeah. a, it, you know, it's like something you know, whether it's swing thoughts, mental thoughts or anything like that, there's always one thing. Maybe you read, like once I watched Gary Player randomly on Golf Channel, his playing lessons with the pros and he, you know, he was talking about bumping runs and whatnot. And I've heard that a million times, but for some reason, like watching that over lunch for five minutes, I was like, whoa, it clicked. Yeah, I was like, yeah. interesting. And it just changed my whole perspective and my thoughts and stuff. So there's always like these, you never know what it is and it's different for everybody. Yeah. People have those different like clicks. So maybe it is Zen Golf for him. I'm sure it can't hurt. I mean, Zen Golf changed my life, without a doubt. Like that—that that was the thing that basically, without Zen Golf, I may not be sitting here with you right now. I need to read that again. I read it. I was really young, and I can't. <laughs> I was, I was really drunk. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I drunk read at nights. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing you're you're doing like underlining, except you're going perpendicular to the words. <laughs> no, it's just strike through. <laughs> You're trying to pick out letters that spell another word. <laughs> Deciphering some sort of code. <laughs> so literally, your, your, your girlfriend's like, oh my God, cult's a spy. She's like, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, not now. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've said it on the podcast, like, I think that there are all sorts of ways to, like, you know, I think one of the biggest things about the mental side of golf is if we can just step back and become an observer for half a second all of a sudden it's like, Oh, who am I? Am I the golfer? Right. Am I, what am I the golfer or I am, or am I observing a body and a mind playing golf? That that's true. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, Deepak and everyone talks about third person awareness of being, becoming the observer. What you do is you move out of your body about six feet above and behind your own head. And you actually see yourself. And what's really cool about that is then you built work in the ability to manifest anything you want. Wow. No, I'm serious. Think about yeah. it. Are you no, doing no, it right I now, am. Cole? I am. Like I'm, everybody. Go do a, it right it's now. It's a visualization, right? Yeah. Take a deep breath, right? And just say to yourself, yoga. Yoga. <laughs> no, okay, don't do that. 
Yoga's cool, but I'm not into it. <laughs> Just kidding. I do it a lot. Big room. I do it a lot. But yeah, big room. Beads. <laughs> India. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hashtag blast. You know that Jeff Bridges uh, podcast or uh, soundtrack Love or whatever? Jeff Bridges. Is that, was that from your podcast? The one where he's talking about ohm. No. And it's just Jeff Bridges going ohm. No, no, I didn't do that. Uh, you should listen to that. So anyway, if you're on, if you're on the golf course talking about the mental side of the game, just remember that you can actually step out of that experience. And you can literally... The, the whole idea of the mental side of the game is you don't want to get too high, you don't want to get too low. You want to stay in the middle. And the thing that makes that easier from my experience is... Oh, Eric's upset right now, right? Or, oh, wow, look mm. at this experience I'm having. Totally. Look at this experience I think I'm having. Look at that I think this cares. Because the mental side of golf is difficult if you care a lot about performing well. And if you care a lot about performing well, then I hope you're taking lessons, right? Then I hope you're playing with clubs that you got fit for somehow. I know it's expensive, but there's a way to do it, right? Mm -hmm. I hope that you're doing all the things you need to do to actually score well, right? Um, Ty Webb is a fictional character. Right, we all look at him and want to be like him. I sure do. Does he care? Right? No, he doesn't give a fuck. He's I was born to love. <laughs> right? I was born to lick your face. Um, you know, and like I, I think he's literally writing Zen golf before it's written. Right? He's talking about all these things. Right? You, you can't simultaneously care tremendously, identify completely with being a golfer, and also. Um, not have without the skill of being able to go back and forth and still have fun like you you need to be able to am i making any sense no yeah i think so i'm just trying to think through it in my head right. like it's it's hard to be the golfer play the golf that you want to play and then also like experience that in your own mind or something like that and know. and like have fun yeah it's it's very oh hard. yeah yeah it's wild you know there's a lot of things you got to do <laughs> yeah and so what i what i try to do frequently when i'm playing a real round and we're not filming and we're and we're mm -hmm. not like in some wild location I try to do, I try to like basically turn on and off a couple different ways of being, right? And, and, and the most important way of being for me is connecting with other people, right? And I do that by watching their shot and I do that by asking them questions about their life and caring. So you want to do that with yourself as well. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Cl interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of how I picture the visualization. If you're moving out above you and you're watching yourself and you're saying right. third person, Eric is this, then you're one of those people. Like how you're interacting with somebody else. Right. Did wait, did you take the acid that I have stored in my <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, like like that's one of the modes of being is like being a gracious guest on planet Earth. Right? Even if I'm the host, for example, if everyone's coming out to Wilshire, like I still would like to imagine that like we're all just guests. Right, they love the idea of being a tourist. Right, mm -hmm. to see everything for the first time—what a privilege! Mm -hmm. Why do we look down on tourists? It doesn't make any sense. Like to be the first time at a golf course, how you're the you're the luckiest person there. Right. Um, so that 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 mode, and then the second mode is like uh, play well mode. Like I want I I love the golf swing. I want I want to take it back, and I want to release it, and I want to look up and see the ball flying where I want to go. Now, if I'm having trouble with both of those things, because say I'm playing with someone that is not enjoyable or some something like that. If there's no way to get into that person and if they're if I'm just spraying the ball left and right, then I move into the third mode, which is like catch all comedy mode. I just try to have fun. Right. You know, and then you never know which wow. th th those for me are the three ways of kind of breaking it apart. So That's cool. And then but seriously though, if you're really having struggle with a mental game, go to go to Zen Golf. Also, you know, be the ball.com slash meditations. Have you checked any of those out, Cole? No. You should try it. Yeah, I would love you would to. dig it. So there's ten meditations on there that are on SoundCloud. You can listen to them. I don't know. I think on your phone. I would love to make an app so it's a little easier. Maybe we should just release them on the podcast and then they're there. That might be not a bad idea. That is a great idea. And then they're just queued up. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll just like spit out ten podcasts one day. Um and and then they'll be on the podcast and you can scroll back in time or something. A, qu a quick thought on the mental game and something I've been thinking of recently. Have you heard of those stories where somebody will be like a POW or something like that and they're into golf and uh, to pass the time they play around like shot by shot, like, you know, in their half head. hours or whatever in their head. And then I don't know if this is true or not, but like I, I believe it. They, you know, come and again, it doesn't have to be a POW, but <laughs> they come back whatever Could they start playing golf again and they really haven't missed a step you know and it's been a year Whoa. it's been two years or something like you that. know someone wrote an article about that i did read that yeah. article a few years ago um so i wanted to do that i, I just think it would be a great mental exercise and then also 
um, to kind of train that mind muscle and what you, you know, to align it with how you want to play and what you want to do on the golf course. Yeah. But I want to do that before bed every night. Like right when you lay down and there's like 10, however many minutes you have before you actually fall asleep normally. Right. And just go play the course that I grew up on. Jason Day does that. Does he? He does a little visualization routine. This is so cool for me because this is all coming out and be the ball. And when I stop uh, fucking around, I'll be able to edit that. But man, it's just hard. Like now with the Scotland trip, like we're jamming on trying to figure that out. Um, Going to New York in a couple of weeks. New York, Holler, if you're in New York, let's hang. I want to do a meetup, dude. Where should we do that? I Uh, wish you were going to be there, Cole. Me too. Me too. We got to do a fucking nasty meetup in New York. Where should we go? I mean, one of the... uh... Should we do Urban Golf in Brooklyn? That'd be kind of sick. Damn, now I'm getting really jealous. <laughs> I'm bummed, dude. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, Urban Golf in uh, Brooklyn would be bonkers. Or maybe we do it at like a little, like, maybe we get like a, one of those like fancy driving ranges in Midtown to let us do it mm-hmm. there for free. Yeah. Just have a little meetup there. Like a golf in the city, Sydney. Yeah, and just like hit balls. Um, if you have any ideas, hit me up. Uh, thanks for listening, Jeff. Uh, Colt. Thanks for. Um, I almost called you Jeff. It's a Colt with a G. <laughs> Colt. <laughs> Josh, thanks for hanging. We out. We out. Thanks we for out. listening, thanks, everybody. everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy your train ride. Enjoy your car ride. Enjoy your uh, golf cart ride or walking. Shoots. Shoot us out. Get us out of here, Colt. Come on, give us a good outro. Are you did, man? Music playing. Shoots. Shoots. Yeah. Anyways, later. <laughs> <laughs>